0: A boring, buggy, totally unambitious game. This is your IGN review of Skull Island Rise of Kong by Phil Hornshaw. Here's the thing about King Kong he's not just an ape, he's a giant ape. It's his defining feature in the 1933 movie that birthed him and the ultimate cause of his tragic demise picking up people, climbing skyscrapers, fighting dinosaurs, being huge as King Kong's whole deal. Skull Island Rise of Kong is bad for a lot of reasons, but the main one is, it's a game that lets you play as an iconically large gorilla, and somehow manages to make him feel exceedingly average. Rise of Kong portrays King Kong in the most bland way possible, and then it matches that mediocrity for everything else around him. Rise of Kong lets you experience how King Kong became King Kong, which was apparently by beating a lot of things to death and getting really angry while doing it. After swearing revenge on the giant raptor that killed his parents, like some sort of gorilla Batman, you'll punch your way through each of Skull Island's five levels, all of which are as massive as they are boring. There is absolutely nothing here you haven't seen before in a hundred melee-focused action games. Combat gives Kong a light and heavy attack, a dodge roll, and a block, and while you'll earn some special moves along the way, there is never any reason to use them you'll encounter a small handful of different enemy creatures, dinosaurs, crabs, worms that pop out of the ground and spit acid, but the only variation when it comes to fighting them is when to dodge an incoming attack. There are other little elements, such as an overly familiar rage ability you charge by damaging enemies that powers up all your attacks, but they're only good for breaking up your combo for finishing a fight slightly faster. Rise of Kong also removes any challenge combat might present by placing health-restoring flowers pretty much everywhere, including in the middle of and immediately following any large-scale fight you might get into. You're never required to think about how an enemy attacks and use a special move to deal with it, or to change up tactics based on how many or which kinds of enemies are on the field. You play a giant ape who routinely kills literal dinosaurs, and Rise of Kong manages to make that prospect dull and lifeless. All those well-placed health items are at least helpful, as they make it much easier to just run past most enemies. That's something you'll probably want to do once you realize that there are hundreds of them, and that they mostly just exist to waste your time. Skill points to make Kong stronger are only dished out at special ascension events, which are fights in specific arenas that are closed off until you finish them. They come in two flavors, kill all the enemies in the arena, or climb around and destroy the nests of flying dinosaurs. Once you're done with the objective, you get a couple points, and occasionally you earn enough to actually invest them into one of your meager upgrades. That means the only fights that actually serve to improve Kong are boss fights and ascension events, and the many, many other enemies are just pointless filler. The boss fights stand out at least a little from standard battles, with each including its own signature mechanic that shakes things up. For instance, a big sandworm boss throws rocks out of the earth when it emerges to attack you, and you can then bait it into smacking its head into those rocks, stunning it. You don't need to do that. You can just stand there and wail on the thing, stepping back before it does one of its three attacks. But at least these fights attempt to engage your brain more than Rise of Kong's bog-standard battles. The bosses are still derivative, simplistic, and unimaginative, but they're definitely better than the low bar set by everything else. And It must be said that Rise of Kong is an ugly game, with dated graphics and a mostly flat art style of gray rock walls and repetitive jungle trees. The whole thing has a cartoonish vibe approximating a comic book or almost cel-shaded look, but it feels more like an attempt to mask its blocky, low-res character designs, rather than an artistic choice. Cutscenes frequently include animations of creatures moving around like they've been picked up and dropped somewhere else, and one ridiculous flashback moment features a square still image of the final boss just pasted poorly on top of the existing background. There are also numerous points where you'll see trees not quite attached to the ground, or rocks haphazardly and obviously duplicated and pasted on top of each other. It all looks sloppy and rushed, providing more evidence of a game that was created without a lot of care. Skull Island Rise of Kong is ugly and full of bugs, but the real trouble is that, at its core, it's just boring. It makes no meaningful attempts to do anything new or clever, with mindless combat and pointless platforming that make it feel like a worse version of every action game from the last 20 years. This isn't the kind of bad game you can play to laugh at, or that took some cool swings but missed them, or that creates weird combinations of technical snafus that lead to unexpected but entertaining results. It doesn't even rate enough to be called frustrating. Rise of Kong is fundamentally disinterested in itself. A giant ape game that doesn't even care enough about what it's doing to make the ape feel giant. Skull Island Rise of Kong's IGN score? 3. Thanks for listening to IGN. My name is Tony Jackson. And for more stories just like this one, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast.